You're listening to Queer Invasion Radio, and I'm your host, Susie Sheeler. And I'm your host, Screamish Joy, and we're here. And we're queer. Let's Let's talk talk about about it. it. (laughs) Thank you for uh, attending another one of our QI Radio interviews. Today we have, all the way from Paris, Carol Axel Stefan, and she is an author and she is a contributor to many uh, magazines and blogs. And you have your own blog, um, and uh, and you do IT work. We're not really going to get into that. <laughs> so uh, welcome. And Thank you. Um, as as we've already done, we've introduced everybody. Um, so can you just start us out with a little bit about your book? Uh, it's in English. It's available both in French and English on Amazon. Right. And it is called uh, Les Filles en la peau douce, uh, or Girls Have Soft Skin. Yes. Okay. Oh, please tell us about it. Sure. Um, so when I dated a girl for the first time, um, I wanted to read books about it. I, I like to read books. I've reading books all my life. So I, was, I went to the library in Paris at first, and there were not anything that I was looking for. I was looking for things about sex as well. And you could only find, uh, ec- not extreme, but you know, BDSM, uh, right. stuff that are not ordinary. And it's fine, but I wasn't into it. So when I went to San Francisco with my girlfriend at the time, I was like, wow, it's the US. I'm going to find so many books and it's going to be great. And uh, I did find books. I bought a few that were like interesting, but they were not what I was looking for. So um, I have always plenty of ideas and sometimes I do implement some. And this one was an idea. I was like, oh, I should write one. It would be yeah. so interesting. There, and, there was uh, a great one. idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was 15 years ago though. So it's not, it's not yesterday. Um, and, uh, so I wrote the book and it took me a few years to do it because I was doing it, uh, on my own, in addition to my job. Um, uh, first I wrote a book about sex, only about sex, like how you make love with a woman, uh, everything. It was very technical. And, uh, and then when I, I wrote that, I was a big piece of uh, writing. I, um, I met a lot of girls at parties and everything in Paris. And I was like, can I interview you? So I had one-on-one interviews with many different people because myself, my experience couldn't represent everyone. And uh, every time I was, they wrote the, they read the book, like, oh, you should add this, or oh, this reminds me of that. So yeah. I, I had lots of stories and lots of, like it's a collective book in a way. And so they are, oh, you should talk about relationship. You should talk about coming out as well. And they were telling me stories. So. At the end, it was like a very like comprehensive book with like chapter like from how you come out to how you make love with a woman for the first time to how you you meet people uh, yeah. and what's it like to be in a relationship, how you you uh, break break up with someone. Uh, That's my favorite. <laughs> and then you start at the beginning again. How do you meet someone? And so it's like a lesbian and bisexual beginners book. Um, I wish I had one of those. Yeah, it's like um, lots of conversations I had. I was going out a lot at the time. Uh, Paris is a very lively place to go out. We have plenty of parties and bars. And so I I would meet many people and I interviewed even like straight people. So they would tell me what they think about it. And and at the end, I had a book, like it was a finished product. 
I was very proud because it took me some time and I took some time off from work, took three months at one point and I, I worked on the book and I finished it. Then I sent it to um, a publishing uh, edit, editor in Paris and I didn't have any, any answers that were positive. So I self-published the book at first and it was really a great experience because, you know, you have to find the printer. I had a friend who was a graphic designer. She was a lesbian and she, I paid her, but not very much. And it was, she did a very good job because, you know, I didn't have much money at the time. And so everything was like self-made. And I had 1,500 1, books um, that were delivered to my apartment in Paris. You know, I had big books. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It was like, wow. Well, it's okay. Paris is known for the big apartments, so you probably had a lot oh, of yeah. space in there. Plenty of space. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Carol, if, if, oh, if the story is told to three different women, oh. and they're very different women, and so I feel like you were trying to represent uh, three, at least three, who could also then uh, invite in other types of folks. That so what? Can you tell me how you came up with the idea to use those three people as narrative? Right. So at first I had like, um, everything people told me that I thought was relevant, I kept it in my book. So they were like short bits of testimonies that I still have. But then people were lost when they were reading the book. So I decided to create three characters that were like, um, like stereotypical, but as least as I could do from people I knew. And I would, um, so I took all the testimonials and I had a, an Excel, you know, sheet and I was like, this one goes with this one, this one with this one. And the ones who didn't, which didn't go into the three characters, they were like additions, like friends of the characters in my book. So it's both like fiction and, and, uh, and documentary in a way. So those characters, they were like, as you said, three different people that were a combination of all the stories I had collected. Instead of stereotypes, they're more like archetypes. Like you're yes. really building archetypes around. Right. Yeah, I think that, that's, that's great. That's really, um, can you talk a little bit more about each archetype kind of in terms of um, what they represent and, and, and kind of who they represent, so to speak? Uh-huh, just wait for a minute. So yeah, so one is like Isabel. She's an idealist and romantic. She likes to paint, to kiss girls on her, her bike and watch. Um, uh, she's a graphic <laughs> designer, of course. She's, she only works part-time and she has time to, do a, to paint and to do exhibitions. Um, all her activities are very fulfilling. Um, she has a dream though. She wants to go to Australia and uh, see the Great Coral Reef barrier. And she has a motto. Every, each character has the motto. It's uh, everything that's not given is lost. And everything that I've, I've been reading about Isabel are true things from different people I interviewed, sometimes ex-girlfriends or, or girlfriends I was still in love with. So everyone is like inspired. So that's Isabel. You have Alice who was married before she, she, she uh, was with women. So she's a bit older and she likes to to, uh, to travel in far away. She likes to do body shots with her friends. Uh, she works in a humanitarian <laughs> organization. See, why well, well, I have like different, she mm -hmm. has hobbies as well. And her motto is uh, 
the grass is not always greener on the other side. I like that she's older. I like I like yeah. that you, you yeah. tell it from an older perspective because that helps me. <laughs> yeah, because I met I met women who got who like one two girls or they allowed them themselves to leave that when they were old. Uh, so I wanted to have a character as well. That's the a last patriarch. One, <laughs> right. <laughs> so Nadia Thank is the know. last one. She's a younger one. She's hip hop style, and she's like my uh, one of my good friends who's my thinking teacher right now we've we've known each other for a long time and she inspired me this character she likes to go out uh, to make love in public spaces <laughs> and uh, she's, a, she's a musician and she always says uh, you shouldn't be afraid of your potential and that's so brilliant. yeah that's and brilliant. so great <laughs> yeah they are and it's 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 very cool to to read their perspective because they're very different right. but they've also got that similar theme running through them um, so are you writing a new book? Are you in the, are you doing something new? I know you wrote a book that has nothing to do with this ish, yeah. but <laughs> what, what are you working on now? Anything uh, for the queers? Right. Um, so this book, I, I sold my 1,500 copies quite quickly. So I was happy about it. I was like selling a hundred each month in the biggest library in Paris. And then I had wow. an editor called uh, Au Diable Vauvert. And uh, it's a very prestigious small editor in France. I sent them my book and they published the book. So I was very, uh, very proud because uh, well, I, I was published with other queer women and lesbians and et cetera. And um, then I wrote a novel uh, about the three, three archetypes, you know, Isabelle, uh, Nadia and Alice. And it's the story for a year, but I never published it and I've never sent it to my editor. So it's still like a pro project in progress. Yeah. I, I am a bit uh, shy to do it. Um, I was thinking maybe I could do a podcast with it, you know, read it on, online. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I would like to do that for the English version as well. So if anyone wants to read my book uh, out it. loud, <laughs> I'd be happy to do, you know, a podcast episode every week with like each chapter, just my English is not good enough and for me to read, to do it myself, but uh, anyone who wants to do it, I'd be happy to share the. It would be the, the it would be kind of cool to have a different lesbian read every couple of yeah. chapters. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or, or like I mean, have a you know voice for Isabel and yeah, you know, like, that would be really specific. cool. Yeah, so, that would be great. Yeah, if you, ha I would love to help. You just let me know what I can do. I would love to help okay. in any way. Okay. Okay, I would I'd love to make, you know, because I, I paid a friend of mine, thanks. <laughs> I paid a friend of mine for the translation. She's a bilingual woman and uh, she's straight. So sometimes she was a bit shocked. I mean, not shocked, but it's, it's quite, you know, crude, my book sometimes. And uh, anyway, she translated it and I published it on Amazon. I'm not a fan of Amazon, but it's the only place I found who, which, where you can publish your book on Kindle for free. Right. So it's there, but I couldn't find a publisher. So I was thinking podcast could be a good solution. That's so, a yeah. great let's idea. Yeah, let's yeah, do that's really a great yeah. idea. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's move on to some political questions, if you don't mind, mm -hmm. because I know you guys have a lot going on too. And if yeah. you know, we're, we're attempting some kind of a revolution here, and if anyone knows how to revolt, that's France. <laughs> so- um, They've helped us before. <laughs> So, yeah. So um, 
tell me, <laughs> are we, do you think that we are protesting in uh, the right way? Do you think, what do you hear? Uh, I think it's great. I think uh, from what, I, from my point of view and what I can read uh, from the media and the social, social media, uh, I think it's a very strong uh, movement. So in France, we, as you said, we're very good in protesting, but it's been a few years since the protests have not reached the goals. Like it's becoming a bit like you, but maybe not as much, but I don't know, like you have police violence and, and in France, we don't get our way as we used to do. Like before politicians were more, they would listen to the people more. And so I don't know if I can give any, any lessons about that. But What do you think uh, of Macron? Macron, uh, <laughs> I think he's uh, like, uh, I, don't, I don't support his program very much. I didn't vote for him. Um, I think he's a very liberal person. Uh, he comes from a very uh, privileged uh, background and he's not, he hasn't done much uh, for you know, progressive uh, issues about society. Uh, I don't think very highly of him. Where does he fall on the on the queer issue? Does well, he not, does he care? Well, he was supposed to to vote the PMA, which is you know, procréation médicalement assistée. You know the, mm-hmm, the, the yeah the assist the medical for all kind of thing, including the the trans people and the queer people. Right. And, yeah. So yeah, it was one of his campaign. Uh, uh, Whatever, so he hasn't done it yet. It's still, you know, in the in between. He's not very concerned by the queer issue. He's not very concerned by the feminist issue. He's he's pretty like a standard guy, like a cisgender, blah blah. So typical. I don't have average much, guy. Right, <laughs> average guy who thinks he's the most intelligent and. <laughs> we have a really stupid guy who thinks that. <laughs> Yeah, right. Right. I don't know which one is worse. Our guy is above average. (laughs) (laughs) He's the greatest, the the most tremendous. Um, So in Paris, go ahead. I'm sorry. So in Paris, you know, um, uh, you know, you've been kind of, you spent a bunch of time in, in, uh, you know, in Paris and you spent around a bunch of time across the U.S. Um, have you seen differences in the acceptance of, of transgender people by uh, the lesbian community in Paris versus the U.S.? Or can you speak to that at all? I can try, but I'm not a transgender myself, so I have friends, of course. But I think uh, people who would be more uh, uh, relevant would be transgender people. But uh, it's uh, when I was in the U.S. When I went to, well, I love going to the U.S. Uh, Every two years with my girlfriend, we try to go and to visit as many national parks and, and great cities we can. That's how we met with her. And wonderful friends. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I think like, for example, the bathrooms, it's very obvious, but in California, it's so nice to see genderless or I don't remember the right uh, term, but you can, anyone can go. In France, we are very far from it. We still have guys and girls. Uh, it's it's kind of a, on average, people are not very educated. Like, for example, me, I'm always, uh, one third of the time, people call me sir, even though I'm just a cisgender woman. Yep. So every time you're not in the right spectrum with the long hair and you dress well, especially in Paris or in a certain way, you don't have makeup, people confuse you. 
and that's me uh, and for my transgender friends it's uh, it's yeah it's not easy in terms of like being on the street and very few people in my my opinion in my mind are educated about diversity what about so, kind, of, kind of what i was wondering was uh -huh. you know so in the us we have uh or we struggle with a lot of we have some there are some uh, lesbian spaces where trans women are welcome, and then there are some lesbian spaces where they're not. And this includes online spaces, but this also um, can include bars uh, and things like that. And it's not just bathrooms, it's just by the lesbian community are, for example, a, are trans a faction. women, trans- A uh, faction yes, of the no, lesbian community. Of course, mm -hmm. we can't make big generalizations like that. But um, uh, do, do your trans feminine friends feel welcomed um uh by in in lesbian spaces in paris uh, i can only you speak know. for my friends but yes i think they do and we also have like queer spaces with like uh, with a lesbian and transsexual uh, trans sorry um, my english um You're fine. that operate the <laughs> that operate the the the, um, the bars for example we have um I don't know, it's, I'm blank. I have a blank because it's the radio, but um, we have many spaces like that which are safe. So other ones are like more like traditional maybe, but I've never heard of anything bad. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. I just, I haven't never okay. heard of it. And even like the big, we have big parties uh, for uh, the lesbian and bisexuals and transgender community. And from what I've seen, uh, everyone is welcome, but uh, you should okay. ask okay. them. Thank you. When well, I and I just thank you, appreciate. When I lived there uh, with my girlfriend, we were it, it was not acceptable for us to be out or hold hands. And this was in nineteen. This was a long time ago. It was in nineteen. It was the ninety early nineties, and so we had to keep all of it hidden. And it was very difficult because, mm. you know, the U.S. has this idea of France that you guys are very sexually mm. free. And when I lived I there, I learned that that is not true. <laughs> So what about now? I mean, it's been what, 30 years, I guess, since, I mean, so how much has changed during that time? Are you able to walk down the street with your girlfriend holding hands now? Well, we do it, but not everywhere. Sometimes we don't feel safe enough to do it. Sometimes we do. Uh, it depends. Uh, um, depends where we are. And I, w I don't think it's changed that much, maybe a little more though, but you still feel not safe uh, most of the time and in Paris more particularly a friend of mine a, long, a few years ago she uh, did a PhD on on how women uh, lesbian um, women felt in the public spaces and it depends where you are but if you are near the center which is the Marais gay neighborhood you feel right. safe kind of but the further you go the lesser you say you feel sometimes it's not just an impression like in the u.s maybe you don't it's fine but and people always stare at you like every time we go out it's still the same you always have people staring at you or i'd say people are um it's easier maybe in the u.s but maybe it depends where as well so it definitely yeah. you don't want to do not, it in the southern have, states <laughs> right yes i have a, I have a right. question i'm not sure if you know, it, as we've been doing queer invasion radio um, and really trying to unify under queer 
I guess, as a, as a label, you know, to get away from maybe the, the alphabet, right, of, and, and to create more of that unified. But queer as a word, you know, it's got its own history and controversy, and we, you know, knew that. We embraced it, you know, knowing that. But I'm curious, like, does that, does that word, does that translate in to the French space? Is that, I mean, the, I'm just curious. Like, I don't even, like, y'all use the word like queer? <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> and then just, so yeah, that's my, that's really my question. Is like, does that just does that translate over? Is that and and how do you see sort of I guess the unified queer community in in France? Like, in your you know, is it very segmented, or do y'all really come together over issues and really try to align, say, politically, and use use the power of you know those alignments and stuff? So yeah, it's a big question, but really it's just, does queer mean something in France? <laughs> um, very good question. I, re I remember when I was writing my book, I went to Canada, um, visiting friends in Toronto. And at that time, I didn't know what queer was. And a friend of mine who's Canadian said, like, it's what, everyone under the rainbow. <laughs> so I like this definition, like everyone yeah. under the rainbow. And I, I wrote that in my book uh, because... You also in the U.S. have many like different categories, uh, so many categories. One person is a category, and in France we don't have as many uh, as you. So in my book, I used those to to give examples. Um, as for the word queer, of course we use it uh, very much, and uh, plus you have all the trans uh, community uh, using it, and and it's uh, plus with uh, Judith Butler. Many feminist people read Judith, Judith Butler. I'm sorry, maybe I don't say it right. Jodie Butler, uh, yeah, yes. that's good, yes. perfect. So, so yeah, queer is like not as political as as lesbian, for example, or as me, like I, I'm qualifying myself as a lesbian. I like the, I read Christine Delphi or Marie Jo Bonnet, who are very like, and Marie Jo Bonnet is a very feminist lesbian, and she did the forward for my self-published edition. I was very proud because she's one of the feminists, and she, she writes about, how lesbian means something uh, as a woman and as uh, voila, it's it's not like queer. So I think it's um, it's fine because if it's everyone under the rainbow, it's fine. And but when you do uh, activism, which I did at one point, you always see like a fracture. You know, people are more yes. feminist. Or plus, we have the issue. We had the issue among the feminist community and the queer community with like the veil, you know, in France, it was a big issue a few years ago. Should people wear yeah. the veil? Right. Is it feminist or mm -hmm. not? And the community is divided, like feminist, lesbian, queer. You always have like small, always, I find that you always have small fraction of people that are against other people that are also minorities. So I think we're facing like similar issues as you uh, yeah. in terms of like activism and- Acceptance. And, uh, yeah, acceptance. Uh, yeah. We have like, for Thank example, you. A yeah, we have a very good uh, yeah. movie festival that's only for women. And they were like questioned about cisgender women and transgender women. And I don't remember how it ended, but we still have is uh, like discussions. So we use mm -hmm. the word queer, but with the same issues as, as you as I guess, I guess. When it's for me, I like to think about like lesbian as a political thing and queer as well, but it depends. It's a very difficult question. And and if you say something, it's a very delicate question. Oui, does, does, Paris, does, Paris, does Paris have an LGBT center? Yes, we do. Yes. And what kind of role does that play That's in cool. the community? Um, 
it's uh, I remember like I went there to like talk about my book. I went there to take uh, self-defense, you know, feminist self-defense. It was really great uh, to learn that only like uh, women and mostly lesbians. What a great so idea. So they have many activities. Huh? That's a great idea for a center. I mean, it really yeah. is. It's great. Yeah. And uh, it was really great. And uh, it's one of my best memories of uh, activities there. So they host parties. They have like associations and can go. I used to be an in a mag, which was a younger uh, movement for young, young LGBTQA people. So they have many activities. I don't go very often now, but uh, when I was younger, I used to go a lot and they had plenty of cultural activities and, and support group on many different subjects. That's great for young people mm -hmm. coming out like that. Right. We, we, so you were here in Austin. Mm -hmm. Tell me what you found as far as the queer community here in Austin, and be honest. And wait, how long ago? When when were you? This here? was just four years Thanks. ago, five years ago, I think. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I just wanted some context. So it was <laughs> it was right before we did the big march that uh, okay, okay, Taylor and I put on. No. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, we, yeah, <laughs> we were there with <laughs> we were there with my girlfriend in Austin uh, after visiting uh, Houston. Because we love NASA and we wanted to go there. And and Carol knows Kennedy, right? Kennedy oh, cool. Kennedy is who who uh, introduced us. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. And, oh, that's, that's super cool. <laughs> and so yeah, we arrived in Austin for a week or two, um, and uh, we were there for the Pride. So your prides are very different from French prides. In your prides, you have more like no one can really dance within the pride. In Paris, everyone is marching together. So that's one big difference. And second difference, you have plenty of like sponsors, like, you, you know, Facebook and everyone and uh, uh, World Food. And in France, we don't have uh, those private uh, sponsorship. So those are well, the two main differences. And with my girlfriend, we didn't go, we wanted to go out, but all the bars were packed that night in Austin. And I mean, Except for you, I don't think we, we met any lesbians or anyone from the community. We tried, but we went to a feminist market, like, like self-made and, but yeah, I don't have any good, I remember the whole market, which is one of my favorite memories, you know, but it's not lesbian related or queer no. related. No, there's a lot of lesbians who work there, but. Yeah, yeah, I got that. <laughs> But yeah, except for, we were very happy to meet you and to be able to talk to you with like the social issues going on in the US that we didn't know about. Like the, remember talking about the jails and how you have like everything, the, the rights and everything with you, Susie, but you are the only one with your friend that we met in Austin. Every time we try to go to a city, we try to meet um, queer people, but it's not always possible. And, and uh, I guess we went to bed early. I don't know. We didn't go out much. <laughs> that sucks. I'm so sorry. I'm glad we got to, to hang out yeah. though. That was fun. Um, well, so if you come back, we'll, we'll do more. Oh, she's yeah. coming back. She's coming oh, back. Good. Yes. I can't wait for that. Um, so to, I guess to wrap up, we just have a few more minutes. Um, mm -hmm. Is there anything that you would like to, to say to, in closing? Okay, please do. Yeah. Um, I'm starting to be uh, an host for Moonlight, Moonlight Experiences. It's interesting because it's within the capitalist system, like within Airbnb. Uh, uh, it's this woman, Aisha Shabu, who lives in London. She's British. 
she built an Airbnb experience about LGBTQA or queer, I don't know how she labeled it, mm -hmm. uh, nights in London. And she's very about like trans people, uh, people of color. Uh, and she's, she wants to, to show places that are not uh, like the main places you visit in, in London. Brilliant. And uh, with my girlfriend, we went there to visit friends last year and we, we attended her, her event. It was a bit expensive for us, so she, she gave us a price, like one, a two for one, which was nice. And then I wrote an article for her because I write articles sometimes in uh, barbiturix.com, which is a French website for lesbian. Anyway, so Moonlight Experiences in London, and she was the first LGBT experience like in the world or one of the few. She was, and she's doing very interesting things. Um, like creating a safe place, you know, for people when you travel. And oh, interestingly, wow. we were two French girls um, and the other four people was a lesbian couple from California and two gay guys who were friends from the US. I think from, I don't remember which states. So for, it's all the and same. It was, yeah, and now she's expanding in, in like many places in Europe and she wants to expand in the US as well. To wow. like duplicate our, our parties so i'm one of the hosts for friends so i'm very excited to be able to have people coming over and show them paris oh, uh, lgbtq oh, cool. how do you yeah, do that during covid well we don't do it during covid like i don't go out i don't have any social life right now um, yeah you're my highlight of the weekend oh, even of the oh week <laughs> you're and you're ours <laughs> you're ours too trust <laughs> So, yeah, so I'm doing that. I'm pretty happy about it. It's not really activism because it's more like economic, you know, like people pay and then it's within Airbnb. That's Airbnb, sorry. Um, but it's an interesting thing to do. And it's going to be difficult in Paris because I didn't really answer your questions before fully. Uh, lesbians and gay people um, are very divided in Paris. It's not like London where you can go to events for both and transgender yeah. navigate between the two but we don't mix very much. So it's gonna be difficult to do like experiences for everyone. Maybe we should split at one point. I don't know. Um, yeah. She has the I'm, secret bars experience as well, which for everybody would be, it's gonna be easier to do. So I'm doing that today and I'm still writing articles about TV shows. I wanna say that I love TV shows, especially Americans. Every time you have a lesbian or uh, a bisexual woman, I'm there. So I, I watch a lot of TV shows. <laughs> We're going to keep that in mind next time we might make a show. Right. Right. What's the name, that name of that, that thing again? The Moonlight something? What was that called? Experiences. Moonlight Experiences. We'll add that in, yeah. in our promo too to let people know. Yeah. Um, She's a very interesting person as well. If you want to invite her at one point, yeah. just let me know. I would love to. And I will we'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk, yeah. of course, after this too. So um, thank you so much for coming on. I, what a great time. I had a great time. That was <laughs> thank so you, fun. Thank you, too. Merci. Merci bien. Et à, à plus. À plus. OK, ciao. Bonjour. Bisous, bisous. <laughs> bisous, bisous. Ciao. Bye. You. Bye. Thank you. You've been listening to Queer Invasion Radio. We're here, we're queer, and we need your support. So find us on Patreon or follow us on social media at QI Radio USA and listen to us wherever you hear podcasts. And don't forget to share our stuff and tell all your friends. Thanks, y'all. <laughs>